heads up. This episode, John and Sebastian wig out over deep comas, spycraft, and wolf nips as we get stinky on Here's Why It's Great. Hello and welcome, folks, to Here's Why It's Great, the podcast where we take what you hate and tell you why it's great. Hosted by two guys with a whole lot of hulking rage in their hearts. I'm one of those guys. I'm John Bring, and with me, as always, is Sebastian Kedlechik. Hello. Man, oh, I we... mean, hello. Yeah. That was my rage voice. That's good. Wait, what was the rage voice again? Uh, it was, hello. <laughs> hello. It was like, oh, God. Yeah, it just sounds like you, but like you just got punched in the tum-tum. Yeah. It makes me full of rage. Yeah, well, if I got punched in the tummy, I'd probably be a little bit angry, too. Welcome, folks. We are here to finally complete our trilogy of the Incredible Hulk TV movies. This time, we are wrapping up the trilogy with 1990s, The Death of the Incredible Hulk. Starring Bill Bixby, directed by Bill Bixby. Executive produced by Bill Bixby. I'm actually shocked that it wasn't written by Bill Bixby. He probably did some on on set rewrites. I, I have a feeling that like this, the the guy who actually who's credited for writing it is just a is just a pseudonym for for Bill for old Billy. Yeah, old, for old Billy, old Billy Bix, old Billy Shakespeare. Um, and uh, we have obviously enjoyed the first two movies to varying degrees. Uh, we kind of loved the first one. That's the. The Thor backdoor pilot, it was a lot of fun. It was kind of goofy, but also had a lot of pathos of, uh, of David Banner and his struggles to, to get rid of this beast. The second movie, we were a little bit cooler on, but only because I think that that movie was a little bit less of a David Banner tale. It was yeah. more of a Daredevil story. And now this one, the pendulum swings back, and we're back to all those themes that we love from the Hulk. Yeah. Musical themes. Oh, you mean... Uh, but, but also the musical theme. The musical theme was back. The music was bad, baby. Yeah. By, it by was, bad, I mean good, baby. It was, it was, it was bad in that, in that 80s way. Like yeah. Michael Jackson bad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like bad is good. Yeah. And sometimes it's good to be bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's talk about this movie. We just finished it. It's my first time seeing it, much like the other two. Crazy. It's crazy. And I'm so glad that I've been on this journey with you. This incredible journey. It has been incredible. I've really enjoyed it. These are the first uh, episodes full. I mean, they're not episodes. They're movies. But the first time I've actually seen in their entirety Incredible Hulk full stories. So yeah. I've obviously seen the clips. Uh, we've established this in the other episodes. But it's so crazy to me, though, because these movies were such a huge part of my young life. Um, as we've discussed before, there were so few sort of superhero things out there. And... I watched these movies so many times. I mean, especially the first one and then the second one and the third one less so. But um, having them on VHS and watching them, and I just have so many memories of while they were playing, I was drawing comic books. Mm. And so they're intricately linked to my comic book drawing experience and my young superhero life experience. So it blew my mind that you and I have so much in common, um, but that these were not a part of your, uh, of your youth. Yeah. I mean, I think we just did different types of comic books too. Yeah. Like that's you, true. you were a Hulk true. Superman kid. I was more of like a Spider-Man X-Men kid. I, and of course there's a lot of overlap. I like yeah. the Hulk. I like Superman and I'm sure you like them, 
But my my main character was named Firewing, and he basically wore a Spider-Man mask, for lack of a better, like a black Spider-Man mask. And he was more of a Daredevil type. He was more of a vigilante, didn't have any power. Well, sometimes he had powers. He sometimes had to have wings made of fire so that his name made sense. But in his conception, he was, uh, at his inception, rather, he was just a normal guy with, like, guns. He was kind of like a Punisher Batman type. And then your guy, who I love, is Crusher. Who yeah. just is the Hulk, but he he's the Hulk that never turns back to Bruce Banner. Yeah. Well, he started, I mean... Or David Banner, in the case of this episode. <laughs> David Bellamy um, in this movie. But yeah, I mean, he started, I think, like, a lot of that stuff, like, it, it evolved over time. Because originally, he was basically the Hulk. Like, he was my cipher. His, his alter ego was named Sebastian. Oh, nice. And he would go back and forth, not necessarily because of rage, but he would just become the large version, which was Crusher. And then go back to being a, like his alter ego, which was Sebastian. I didn't realize he had an alter ego because we did a comic book, she's probably about 11 years ago now, called Crossover, where we took our old characters that we had made up when we were teenagers. You had your friend Josh, who you made comics with. I had my friend Darren that I made comics with. And we did a crossover of our two universes. And we had Crusher, obviously, was one of the main guys in it. So was Firewing. And Crusher was just big and... He he was just yeah. the big uh, giant wrecking ball. He was very Lufroigno like. Yes, he was he, Italian. Italian yeah. had the hair, had the uh, a, a hilarious mom tattoo, like the heart with the mom. Yes, uh, with the arrow yeah. through it uh, on his I arm. I used uh, I used I I I used a lot of like Lufroigno uh, images as like uh, uh, not just inspiration, but like when I would draw, I would I would kind of copy that you know whatever muscle pose he was doing from oh. those like muscle and fitness books. Ah. But yeah, the so the version where he went back and forth, that was like at his inception in like third, fourth grade, maybe into fifth grade. And then I got to the point where I was like, no, I want it to be different. I want it to be my own thing. He just never changes size. He's just always big. He went through a one transformation, became this huge muscle bound 10 foot tall character, and he can never go back. And so that was sort of the the newer version of him that I, that just stuck was yeah. the, the big one. And I can't imagine a version of if you get into the mind of that character... Why would you ever turn back to a small guy? Sure. Yeah. Why would you ever turn yeah. back? If you could turn into a giant guy that looks exactly like Lou Ferrigno, yeah. why wouldn't you stay that way forever? Yeah. If I could look like Arnold Schwarzenegger, I would look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I don't. I would never transform back into John. Right. I mean, oh, and I'm talking like peak 1990. Not like, him now. It, maybe not him now. Yeah. Though, you know. Still looks good. Still looks good. Still looks good. Still, still looks good. A little deflated. A little deflated. But still pretty good. He's like yeah. 80, 100 years old. <laughs> He's 800 years old. Uh, we celebrated his 800th birthday just the other day. <laughs> um, uh Keep uh, keep pumping iron, Arnold. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, Arnold was my guy. I never made a character that looked like him, weirdly enough. Um, a lot of my characters looked like all of those guys. Like, yeah. So, like, a oh, lot you, of my you had a lot of Jean-Claude Van Damme I had a lot dudes. of Jean-Claude Van Damme guys. Um, I had some Arnold Schwarzenegger. I had some Stallone. Yeah. Lou Ferrigno. And I think it was... Um, I also had a character named uh, Blue Jay, who <laughs> yep. at different times looked like different... Of those of those people I just named, like I've, he was kind of like built like Arnold Schwarzenegger, but as flexible as Van Damme. Yeah, so. he he did a lot of splits in our in our a lot uh, of splits. <laughs> in our crossover comic. Uh, Blue Jay, whose power is to not fly, no, but, but soar, soar the mutant ability to soar. the mutant ability to soar. It's funny that you uh, base and this actually makes sense because all of your drawings, especially now and even even back when you were a kid, you're incredible at anatomy. Oh, thank you. Like your anatomy figures were so good. 
I did not study. I did not pay attention to any of that. Mm-hmm. Again, I didn't emulate any of the people that I knew. I think I was emulating a style of like Rob Liefeld, who mm-hmm. we've talked about on the show, and Jim Lee, and a bunch of guys that I could not possibly begin to emulate, but at least I was giving it a shot when I was 11, 12 years old. But Firewing, my main guy, yeah. uh, was modeled to look after, like look like my dad, who uh-huh. was like short and just skinny. And, like, no muscle on him. <laughs> like, 100 pounds soaking wet. And that was my superhero guy, was my dad. Um, which That's was... sweet. Uh, yeah, yeah. Which is kind of ironic. Was, you know, not the not the best dad in the world, but... Uh, but I think a lot of... I think at that age, especially... I mean, you know, our age, when we were young and making these things... I, we've talked about this before, where, like, a lot of my characters and yours, where it was, like... They were roughly in their, like, 40s yeah. and stuff, you know? And it was, like... Why pick that age? But it was because that's like the age our dads were yeah. when we were starting to draw comic books. So. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but I loved uh, Crusher, and uh, honestly, like Crusher, that character makes me like the Hulk even more. It makes me like <laughs> this version of the Hulk specifically, being that it's Lou Ferrigno, who uh, I was telling you when we were watching the movie, or maybe right before. We for the first movie we watched an interview with him and Bill Bixby together, and it was one of the most awkward interviews I've ever seen. Bill Bixby did most of the talking. They asked Lou a couple of questions and he sort of, uh, you know, stammered a few responses, but I saw a brief uh, interview for this movie uh, while I was looking, I was looking for the trailer and stuff. And like Lou had grown so much as a talker between that movie and this one, it's him. He's comfortable. He's like feeling himself. He's answering more clearly He's talking about how there's a Hulk inside every one of us, and and you know sometimes you get mad, and you want to punch the wall, and the Hulk can really do that, and that's why that's where the appeal of the Hulk comes from. And I'm like, wow, this is like really well spoken, mm-hmm. and like you could tell that he like got his chops between yeah. that movie and this one, and he's so charismatic, and that's why I even brought up Crusher to you because I saw that video of of 1990 uh, era Lou Ferrigno, and I'm like, oh my god, he looks exactly like the comic book character <laughs> that we we drew all those years ago, but. Uh, yeah. So it feels good for him to kind of come into his own by the time this movie rolled around. This is obviously the very end of the series completely. you were telling me there was talk of a, a revenge. Yeah, so I um I'm I, I haven't seen that interview. I have to look it up afterward, but I'm happy to hear that he became so much more comfortable and eloquent and just like that he was just yeah, comfortable in his skin and in doing the press. I know that's something that's difficult for everyone and I'm sure I'm sure something that's difficult for anyone who's uh has some hearing difficulty and stuff like I think that's so awesome. I really am looking forward yeah. to checking that out. He really blossomed. <clears throat> but yeah, this is so this is the last of the trilogy of made for TV movies. Uh obviously the end of what had begun in the 70s this the Incredible Hulk series. But yeah, I was looking up online that there was actually talk of another movie coming after this maybe with the success of the trilogy they were going to do one more that was called the revenge of the incredible hulk um not sure how they would have done it because of the ending of this movie um but they there was no other information that i saw about it except that uh that was the title and once bill bixby died they abandoned that idea yeah unfortunately bill bixby i believe died in 94 uh, yeah, not too long after. I mean, this movie was 1990. Yeah, um, so just a so. few years later, he was uh, doing some directing. He, yeah. he continued to direct. I think this is one of his final on-screen appearances. I think he maybe appeared in one or two episodes of TV that he also directed, but mostly smaller roles. And then this was... Uh, so this is the last major role I think Bixby ever had, which is... Uh, kind of 
fitting, I think. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know his, obviously his feelings on it, but I, I think it was just such a defining thing for him and to be able to kind of, since he did direct it and everything like to kind of go out with that character on your terms and the final line of that movie from him yeah. is, Oh yeah. Yes. Me. I am free. And it's, <laughs> My favorite. Oh, I know. Um, I know. Uh, that surprises me zero percent. We'll we'll definitely get to that ending, which is um, is is quite a but he had to great feel, ending. Uh, I, he had to feel on some level is what I was getting at. We could talk about it more in depth, but Bill Bixby himself had to on some level feel like, and I'm free. I don't need yeah, to do the Hulk anymore. Yeah, I, I'm done. I'll with go the Hulk. direct. I'll go do my stuff. And this was the end of this chapter. And I, and I'd like to think had he lived longer, maybe he would have had a chance to find something else but the fact that like ultimately we all you know a lot of actors and and creative people will do the one thing that sticks with people and still to this day like i mean that is like not literally but that's what's etched on bill bixie's tombstone so uh you know for him to be to like you said to put the final stamp on it and say the final words yeah of the movie of the hulk and put his final stamp i i mean yeah uh i'm glad that it ended when it did i'm glad there wasn't one more also, it would have made not a lot of sense considering the the yeah. death of the Incredible Hulk. The finality of this movie, and as we were kind of talking about off mic earlier, there's stuff they, they could have done. But I agree. I think this is a nice sort of ending. A trilogy is really nice to yeah. say, you know, to do the final things you wanted to do. It would have felt like weird to keep going after yeah. all of that. So I'm glad it, it worked out the way it did. Yeah, me too. So let's talk about this movie. Yes. Uh, okay, so obviously in the last one, we ended with him uh, saying that he was going to go up north to Oregon to uh-huh. a, uh, a science facility. There were people working on... Near Portland it? or something. Yeah, nor- near Portland. They were working on gamma radiation, yeah. I guess. And his final chance for a cure, and he was going to leave Matt Murdock to, to, vent- to defend the city against the kingpin and his flying rowboat. Um, and we obviously never hear from him again. We never heard from Thor again. Those two pilots didn't happen. So we're back with David Banner. And I'm happy to say, as I mentioned before, this is actually his movie. It's absolutely his movie. And I think that is also fitting since it was the last movie of uh, of ever, but certainly of the trilogy, that it end with uh, David Banner. Yeah. That this entire series, which, you know... They tried their backdoor pilots and didn't happen. So I'm glad that this final movie was completely focused on David Banner. They do introduce a new character, but um, she tends to serve this particular story and David's story a lot more than being off on her own adventure. Like in Daredevil, it was so many building blocks for Matt Murdock, for the Daredevil character. This definitely, her name's Yasmin, right? Yes, Yasmin. Uh, Yasmin. She's a very Black Widow-esque character. Yes. She's very Black Widow-esque. She's a spy. She's Russian. Uh, She's very good at uh, disguises. Lots of wigs. Tons of wigs. Many wigs. Very wig-centric movie. Do you wear wigs? Um, And uh, she's very good at what she does, uh, but she's having conflict. She wants to get out, much in the same way that Banner wants to get out of his predicament. Ooh. Yeah. That's a good thematic tie-in. Oh, it sure is. That's just good writing, baby. Yeah. So we have Yasmin, but uh, but like I said, it wasn't like building a supporting cast for her. The one person that was a supporting cast member gets offed by the end of the movie. So yeah. So I guess uh, she's on her own. Well, or- like honestly, in terms of building a supporting cast, they were all gone. Like there was a guy named Kasha, 
who gets shot. It doesn't show him die, but it's so maybe he could have still lived and been in the series. But yeah, her sister, who spoiler turns out to be the villain, um, gets killed. The main henchman, who was kind of interesting, um, uh, and who actor wise was in the previous movie, playing a completely different character. Yep, yep. Uh, he's his own chameleon. Um, but he Zed, he dies. So yeah, anybody that they could have been setting up as like a long term thing is gone by the end of this movie I, I do think kasha lived kasha got shot but i think he lived so i imagine that that actor that played kasha who's one of the russian basically her handler for most of the yeah. movie who's giving her mission uh which will tie into david banner's story that guy was very unique looking very yeah. uh had a good vibe, like yeah. a good villain vibe. He kind of looked like um, what's the guy that was uh, played the bigger Fratelli brother in Goonies? Oh um, yeah, I forget his name. All he's in Die Hard. Um, oh, Robert Davi. Robert Davi. I never would have gotten there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, probably me neither. Without the help of IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> so he he kind of had that Robert Davi vibe. Uh, it seemed like that's what they were going for, at least. He was also a villain. In a James Bond movie, was it? Oh, it was. Um, was it Living Daylights? Daylights I yeah. think. Oh no, actually, no. it was License to Kill. License to Kill was it other, was Dalton other Dalton one. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which License to Kill is a good one. That was like the most like lo-fi Bond movie. I think. I like. I honestly, I also liked uh, Living Daylights. Yeah, I like yeah. them both. I like them both. I think that Dalton is a very underappreciated Bond. Agreed. Particularly when held up in comparison to what's his face. Pierce Brosnan? No. Roger Moore? No. George Lazenby? <laughs> no. Daniel uh, Craig? <laughs> Daniel Craig. Okay. My brain stopped working. <laughs> yeah, no, because he's like the proto-Daniel Craig, yes, basically. Yes. Thank you for getting me there. But I feel like I was in a deep coma, much like uh, the gentleman in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, uh, I think that the Dalton take on bond which is yeah again very similar to the the daniel craig take ahead of its time yeah i think had it landed even like 15 years later 10 years yeah. later it might have hit yeah they weren't ready for this but your kids are gonna love it <laughs> exactly much like something that we're going to cover on the show last action hero ah yeah i want to save it for the podcast but it's just something that i've always felt was just ahead of its time. Mm. And I think like if a movie like that got released today with The Rock as the star, yeah. I think it would probably be a big hit. It would probably change the hierarchy of power. It would end the DC universe, <laughs> obviously. Um, yeah. Uh, man, you know what's one film we cannot tell you why it's great? Black Adam. <laughs> that movie sucked. Here's why it was great. Um... Superman's in, in the end. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He has a spit curl. Yeah. Yeah. But like you could look up that scene on YouTube and save yourself two hours of well, wasted time. Which you recommended I did, and I decided to see the movie anyway. Why but did you it, do that? And, and I told you, Superman... I gave you this gift on a silver platter to not see the movie. I had to do it. But this the Superman scene was, yeah, it was already ruined for me. Not from you, but it just from the internet. Like, yeah. It was already ruined for It was me. ruined before the movie even came out. Everybody yeah. was posting Yeah, not even it. just the internet, but from DC. Like they all were yeah. like, yeah, Superman's at the end credits. Yeah. It's like, oh. Thanks. Yeah, they also did that with uh, the recent Shazam movie, uh, where they showed that Wonder Woman has a cameo in it. It's ridiculous. Like, you know, and had I heard that, like, whoa, somebody does a cool cameo in in Shazam, I might have been more interested to see it. Yeah, I still wouldn't have seen it. I don't think. But you know, that I think is a failure in marketing. You know, what's a success in marketing? What's that? This movie. 
Yeah, it was a success in marketing. <laughs> Actually, uh, it is not because I watched the trailer to this movie. Oh yeah, it, was it literally it literally has the last line of the movie in it. It, ha- it shows the ending of the movie. That bothers me so much because I made sure since this is the final movie, and you know I will quote these movies yeah. as we're going through. I do my best not to quote every line as we're going through, but I specifically told myself do not say anything about the end of this movie do not say even one of your favorite lines yeah which would you like to hear what it is <laughs> i think we've heard it but go ahead yes mean i am free i i man i tell you when i when i saw that trailer i was like yep that's that's seb right there that's <laughs> that's everything seb wants in a in a whole it's project really all that I want in a whole project, but I, so I made sure not to do any of that stuff, not be cute about it, not tell you about the explosion where the plane is exploding behind the silhouette of the Incredible Hulk, all that stuff. And then it was you tell me it was in the gosh darn dang trailer, you know. Um, also, the name of the movie is The Death of the Incredible Hulk, but those specifics I wasn't, I didn't think you were this one should have been die. called The Revenge of the Incredible Hulk, and then the surprise is that he dies, not. Oh, it's called the Death of the Incredible Hulk. So I'm checking my watch. Like, well, he's still alive. He's still alive. Still, still kicking. This one should have been called the Trial of the Incredible Hulk because it was a yeah a trial he, of the he spirit. He was on trial as much as he was in, in on trial. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, but uh, so yeah, uh, not to go through the movie beat by beat, but uh, yeah, we we come back to, to Banner. He's uh, working at the facility, yes. the aforementioned facility in Oregon. And as he, David Bellamy, as David Bellamy, sticking to his his DB pattern yeah. with his um, nicknames or not nicknames, but aliases. Uh, he's working there and he's playing <laughs> playing an interesting long game. Yes, because he's pretending to be a dullard, basically. Yes, he's pretending to be not the smartest man in the world, a simpler man. Yeah, he and the the thing that's funny is he's doing it this at the lab, and we find out eventually. The reason he's playing this kind of dimwit is so that he can gain access. So no one suspects when he gains access to the lab so he can go in and work on these experiments that this uh, professor is doing. <laughs> the thing that bumped me about him doing it, he takes it, he takes it out of the facility, too. Like he goes, We see an interaction with uh, Lou Ferrigno's sister, wife, who knows? It's somebody with the last name Ferrigno at the bank. The actress's last name was Ferrigno. Weird coincidence. They just found her in Vancouver. Yeah, that's strange. Uh, from the Vancouver Ferrignos, obviously. <laughs> uh, but he's also playing a, a dullard to her. Uh-huh. And I'm like, to what end, man? Like, yeah. if you have a normal conversation with this bank teller, is she going to run back to your job and be like, hey, this guy's really smart. <laughs> he's pulling one over on you. Yeah, he's he's yeah, he's yeah, uh, pulling the wool well, over the, your eyes, guys. The, even beyond that, he's so method in this full immersion into the, the psyche of David Bellamy that even after he leaves the bank and there's this rapscallion who um, has a just a nice little cap on his head and... Mm-hmm. Uh, he, no, you knew by that hat and that leather jacket he was up to no good. He was uh, hoodlum. Yeah, and so he follows this guy. This guy is like asking for money. It's all obviously all set up to rob him, but uh, and pretty elaborate. Mm-hmm. But um, he asks him for money. David says no. Still in character, says yeah. no. Uh, you seem like you could get a job. And then the guy starts limping away, and David follows. Still in character. Yeah. Of like, wait, please, I'll help. what? Maybe I can help. Like he still is playing this character of David Bellamy, and 
never stops until those eyes go white and he's like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> never mind. Yeah, he gets basically bam, uh, bamboozled. He gets ambushed in the alleyway. They they put some, uh, what do you call them? Dumpsters. Uh, dumpsters and his only exit, apparently, and he's trapped. And the, these guys take his whole paycheck, which is annoying. Yeah, it's like $320 or and something like that. Let me let me just say this. For him working in 1990 as a janitor making $320, I made barely more than that on my first job in L.A. in 2006. But was that I mean, was that actually his paycheck? I just thought he was getting yeah. money out. No, no, no. It was his paycheck. Because oh. uh, the, the teller said, oh, it's payday. Here you go. It was $310 or something like that. Oh, like, I didn't I, take that as literal payday. But you're right. I think you're right. But I like, just... I brought home like $350 or something like that after taxes and everything. Yeah. My, I think I made like 450 a week and i somehow sustained myself off of that i don't know how uh but anyway so guys get yourself a, a janitor job at a well it's a high-tech a high-tech facility, facility in oregon they do know, they do a lot of good. eggheads with their toys yeah you know? <laughs> so says the, the security <laughs> guard so obviously if a bunch of guys are uh surrounding david banner and they're taking his money and stuff you know what's you know what comes next. The other there, guy. There's no mystery. Yeah. Yeah. So we get our first and best Hulk out for sure. That was probably my favorite Hulk out of this movie. Um because so much happens. And also the music is back. Like the the really cool music is yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. Whoever com- was the composer for this one did a killer job. The second movie, the the score was just not was very fine. P- prevalent. It was like fine, but like it just wasn't like jumping off the screen for me like yeah. the way this one did, but uh, funny enough, that interview I watched uh, with Lou Ferrigno, I had a it was a whole behind the scenes segment on Entertainment Tonight about the whole movie, mm. and it shows Bill Bixby directing, and it's actually him sitting in a chair next to the hole in the wall. He's like, ah, yes, this is our our my favorite Hulk out. Uh, he said maybe my favorite Hulk out ever that oh, we've wow. done. And, uh, you know, he points to the wall behind him. He's like, ah, yeah, that wasn't a Chevy that did that. Um, But what I love, I I mean, I love a lot about The Hulk is far better in this movie than he Mm -hmm. was the last one. The last one, he was very underserved. It was almost like they could only get Ferrigno for like a day or two. This one, it feels like Ferrigno is more on board. He does all the tricks. I was we were kind of tallying up all the tricks that yeah. the Hulk normally does. He tosses guys. He runs through a wall. He bends something. He lifts something heavy. Uh he does it all he, he jumps. Oh, he jumps real far. Um He runs in slow motion. Oh yeah, he does it all, baby. And it starts here. He tosses two guys. Uh it's a little awkward because they get knocked into the the, <laughs> the, the trash cans and they were like clearly like stuck to the dumpsters <laughs> in some way. Because the dumpsters were moving way slow, but it was made to look like they were uh they were flying super fast, uh, and then he and then the police surround him for some reason because that's what always happens. Anytime he turns into the Hulk, the cops are are spawned like it's a GTA game. <laughs> uh, and then uh, he's got to go running, and he busts through not one, not two, but four different walls. Incredible! It's so good. Hulk. That's that's the best part of it. And he's he's running just through different rooms, like a, yes. one couple's like living room. I feel like he runs through a dining room and then out the other side. It's wonderful. Yeah, I guess it was an apartment building because he runs through three different uh, living situations. <laughs> yeah, uh, which is so great and so like eighties nineties. Yeah, um, I mean Commando. There's so many movies where they just land in somebody else's living yep. situation and then leave. In Universal fact, Black, Adam, Black Adam did that in oh. the film Black Adam. Oh, really? Remember, he was in the kids' room, and then he walks into, oh, yeah, 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 walks yeah, to the yeah, wall yeah. into the living room, and the guy's watching Clint Eastwood. Yes. And he's like... He's like, I need to remember this for later in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where 
Clint Eastwood could have died though had somebody shot him. But Black Adam, we've established, cannot be hurt. Yeah. So when he's surrounded by a hundred guys, in the, and probably in his contract, he established he can't be hurt. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, Dwayne doesn't like to go down like a little punk. Uh, but anyway, I the only thing I could have asked for in that Hulk out where he's busting through walls is more reaction shots from the people. Because I feel uh-huh. like what you're saying is totally true about in the 80s, 90s. It was a lot of like, yeah, Arnold or whoever running through somebody's mm-hmm. space. And then... Even it, Howard the Duck, they do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it, oh, yeah, that's where we get duck tits, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> can't never, hashtag never forget duck tits. <laughs> Anyhow, yeah, so we see... If we could have seen them going like, oh, you know, I think they should have hired Martha, us. What was that? Should we cut ourselves into it? Should we like oh do a, a special edit? Yes. I noticed there are a lot of fan edits online uh, for this movie because I was trying to, uh, you can't stream it anywhere. Luckily, Seb had the DVD. Uh, of course I did. Oh yeah. He have the three, you have the, all three on DVD, <laughs> uh, but two of them you can rent on Amazon, which we did. And then this third one that was only available there, but there are a lot of, uh, the ending is recut by a lot of people. Cause I don't think they're happy with the fact that he dies in uh. the death of the incredible Hulk. So I think they end it like when he's like, after he's made love to, uh-huh. uh, Yasmin and, uh-huh. um, and then that's it. I didn't actually watch any of the endings. I just, cause I didn't want to spoil anything for oh. myself, but I just saw it. And then always you watched lo- the trailer and spoiled the ending. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyway, back to this Hulk out. It's just rad. It's, it's awesome. Um, yeah. And the, the kid who, or the teen or the young punk who tricked him into going down this alley kind of just cowers in the corner. Um, I imagine Pete himself, but was just kind of cowering in the corner as Hulk yells at him. Yeah. But yeah, he throws those two guys. But actually first he knocks over a pole. Oh, a light post. A, a yeah. Light post. That's yeah. why that was like the biggest scope thing he yeah. done in two movies. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that was the moment when you're like this is more than he's done in any other. Yeah. In la- in last movie combined. And um so that falls and the like electricity is going from that. He throws the two uh, other dudes into the the dumpsters, which, yeah, clearly they were attached to the dumpsters as, <laughs> that's as okay. they roll away. So cool because he's throwing dudes, and which is check one check of, one of the main thing the Hulk does. And then, um, yeah, the cops show up and he runs through those holes, through those holes, through those walls, producing holes. Yeah. And and, and runs away, you know, and it was so such an awesome Hulk out and that he got away and that he got away through just tearing through a building. Like, yeah. that was so awesome. And it was so awesome by design i think because it is a while before you see the hulk again yeah but i i think too i i agree and i think it's also you talked about lou ferrigno being maybe more into it than having just more hulk in general this is the death of the incredible hulk and for all they knew they were doing a trilogy and they talked about oh there could be a revenge of the hulk but as far as they knew they were doing these three movies yeah so i really think they were like let's give them everything we got like let's give them yeah. all the highlights buddy like let's give them the good music Let's give them the bending the steel, ripping through a chain link fence, jumping off of a... And when he jumps off of that building, oh, that he was like rad. dives yeah, off yeah. of that building. Yeah, I, I forget how he landed. Does he roll out he of rolls. it? Yeah, yeah. He rolls, yeah. Out of it. That's awesome. That's just great. Uh, yeah, I loved all the Hulk stuff in this. Uh, I think like the next time we see him... Uh, by, so David, like... Again, he's sneaking into this lab. He's kind of goodwill hunting yeah. these equations on a board uh, and helping out the scientist who's... Banner got there first, baby. In fact, there's a lot of stuff that uh, they did at first yeah. uh, that would eventually become much larger, more successful, even more successful properties later. You pointed out, I mean, while we were watching it, which I hadn't even really thought of before, but is absolutely the prototype for uh, Alias. Yeah. Like, she's clearly she's supposed to be Natasha. When I was a kid, I was like, wait, this is Black Widow, right? Why is she... In- 
They yeah, yes, yes, mean, yeah. And um, but I was like, oh, I guess they just changed your name, but clearly this is Black Widow. Yeah. But anyway, and so that's all I ever made the connection with. But when you were like, oh, she's like alias, I was like, oh my god, exactly. She even has a red wig at one point. Yeah. She's um great at it. She's great at all of that stuff. All of the like changing into doing different voices and doing different, you know, the way she carries herself is different. She plays a lot of different identities in this movie. Super fun. That was one of the funnest parts of this movie. Oh, for sure. Was her tricking everybody and playing all these different characters and stuff. Yeah. Um, Which nobody ever recognizes her through the power (laughs) of... Which is hilarious. (laughs) Through the power of wigs. Uh, I said that if you change your hair in this universe, if you get a haircut, nobody will recognize (laughs) you anymore. Um, Yeah, uh, so there's a lot of... You know, stuff of, you know, whatever, David getting discovered by the scientist. He gets found out out by the scientist. They become friends. He, like, uh, sort of becomes part of the family of the scientist and his wife. And they eventually get the plan to uh, release the Hulk. He explains the Hulk to the guy. And, uh, but yeah, meanwhile, uh, Yasmin, we get to meet her. And, yeah, like, everything that you said. She's great at that. And uh, she even looked to me, like, certainly when she had certain wigs on, like, especially when she had, like, a really curly blonde wig, she reminded me of Carrie Russell, another J.J. Abrams regular. This actress, which I haven't looked her up, is so good at the spy craft stuff. Yeah. There are other things she's weaker on, um, like showing any kind of weakness, <laughs> ironically. <laughs> vulnerability. Uh, yeah, vulnerability, she doesn't do great. But, like, this stuff, she is a pro. Yeah. Uh, and she's very striking looking like she has a very interesting look you said that while we were watching it like especially towards the end when she's in like all black yeah um the most black widow i guess of her costumes but when she's in all black and her she has really short hair and it's like slicked back i I was just like whoa like you could see how this person could have their own show yeah she feels the most like the star of a show yeah well, uh, I think the guy who played Thor himself yeah. could have held a show. I think yeah. the guy that they got to play Donald Blake, not so much. And I think similarly, the guy who they got to play Daredevil, not so much. He um, did He did Street Hawk, baby. I know he did Street Hawk, but I'm just saying Daredevil, that's another level, man. I hear you. you know, I hear a Marvel you. superhero. Um, you just got to like play a lot of different, different facets. And uh, the one thing... That she got really great as the action part. Like the, yeah. she looked pretty competent when she was fighting. Um, she looked like uh, her short dark hair made her look kind of like a Robert Palmer girl. So yes, absolutely. If you want to think about like how striking she looked, that's basically what she looks like. There's through. one. There's one disguise that she does. I think it's when she's in the bar. She, originally, she's in the bar and she's like this southern girl or whatever she has this big curly yeah head big of hair. poofy red wig yeah and then she goes into the bathroom and changes and when she comes out she absolutely looks like she's straight out of a music video oh yeah for sure for sure i uh loved that sequence she basically is seducing one of the security guards at this lab because her whole mission for whatever reason i kind of lost the thread on what the what the russians wanted but i think they wanted to steal uh the scientist's yeah, uh, all work. his information, all his work. They that he was like, it's a simple like you go in and you steal all this stuff. We know where it is in the lab. You just need to go in and steal. Right. It. He was, so she was getting discs. She was getting. She's got an infiltration yeah. apparently. Yeah. And um, they try to use her sister's just leverage. Like just like in X Men, when Mystique has that security oh. guard. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And seduces him. Yeah. Again. They yeah. got her first. And then they uh and then she shoots his butt full of uh iron that yeah. Magneto violently rips out. Yeah. Where it doesn't Tough. look it doesn't look like much, but I bet, would, I bet that would I bet that would that wouldn't feel great. Yeah. <laughs> wouldn't feel great. Uh so she's really fantastic in that scene. She's uh this however, this guy it is a like bumping ass club with like 
cool 20-somethings and then this old bald guy. Yeah. Like sitting at the bar. and I still I, got it. I think uh, Yasmin looking her most Carrie, or maybe not her most Carrie Russell. Her next disguise is her most Carrie Russell, but looking very Carrie Russell to me. Mm-hmm. She has very like pronounced eyebrows. I think her eyebrows are what make, and her eyes really feel like, because Carrie Russell has like really intense burning eyes and like, sure. and that's like from the Mickey Mouse Club, the new Mickey Mouse Club. Uh, Carrie Russell. Yeah. Carrie Russell. Yeah, she was on the new Mickey Mouse Club. She was with yeah. like uh, with Justin Timberlake and uh, yeah. and Ryan Gosling and Brittany and Christina. Yeah, I think it was the same time. Wow, I think that's true. I might have made that up, but wow. I feel like they had their own like uh, soap thing that they did wow. on the new Mickey Mouse Club that she was in. Wow, the more you know, I think. Look I at that. Well, whatever the case, that's that's now my head cannon, so that's pretty <laughs> cool. But uh, yeah, she like. Does the classic, like, gets his thumbprint off of a glass. Uh, she's, classic. like, seducing him. But he's trying to, like, come on to her, and she's she pushes him away. She's like, yeah. no, no, no. So I'll be right back. She goes to the, uh, the bathroom, as you said, and, like, changes outfits in such a cool way where, like, she's pulling things off of her outfit that, like, make it look like it's a certain kind of dress. And then, like, unfolds long pants and, like... Takes off the wig and and she does look like a Robert Palmer girl and looks yeah. like a completely different person and walks right by the security guard as he's waiting for her. Yeah, he doesn't even notice. Thinks it's just a completely which a club is a great place to do that actually. Yeah, because you're not really paying attention to anybody. Yeah, but I think that I could totally see that as a. Sh- I mean, that's a- like you said, that's alias. Like her doing all of those different uh, disguises and stuff. I don't know if this one was still a backdoor pilot or not, but it didn't feel as blatantly like yeah. that. But I was like, this is really entertaining, like watching her do this stuff. And it wasn't a lot of, at that point, it wasn't a lot of like talky scenes. It was just her doing cool things. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's why I liked her maybe over Daredevil. It's like, I just, I could tell what her objective was and I was yeah. following it a little more clearly. Whereas Daredevil, I never quite knew why Wilson Fisk was the bad guy. Sure. And yeah. Rolls she, a throw L. Oh, right. He was the bad guy because he stole diamonds. Yeah. To then just hand to a bunch of businessmen, other criminals. Yes. He put them in their glasses like they were ice. Yeah. And then the guys just poured their glasses of in, diamonds right into their pockets. Into their pockets. Yeah. Okay, cool. You cool, got cool. it. You got it. You got it. Cool. Um, great plan, Will. <laughs> Son, Fisk. So anyway, yeah, Yasmin's great. And then uh, she steals like a uniform and is on her way to uh, colliding with uh, Banner and those. And what's the scientist's name? Uh, Ronnie. Ronnie. Stinky. Stinky. <laughs> he tells a story about setting off a stink bomb. That's one of my favorite with... things that's like just ingrained in my head from watching it as a kid is Stinky. When this when Banner old. says it to to get him to come out of his coma, that scene too. But when the when he first talks about it to David, David he's strapping David in and maybe trying to make him feel more comfortable. So he tells him this story about when he was a kid, about setting off the smoke bomb and stuff. And he's like, "But from then on, they they all kept my secret. But my friends all called me Stinky, Stinky." And he like raises his oh, arm. Yeah, and then uh, that comes back really beautifully when the man is uh, the scientist. Ronnie or Ronald Pratt is his last name. Ah, yeah. Um, well, we're going to call him Stinky from now on. <laughs> when he's in a deep coma, they've said a few times, a deep coma. He's mm-hmm. not just in a coma. No, 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 no shallow comas. Deep coma. Um, he cannot be reached. Uh, David tells that story. And uh, I mean, the Lixby's great. But, it, you know, when he gets real close and he's like, you are a menace, Ronnie. Do you hear what you've done? Because there's commotion in the actual hospital hall. And, um, and Stinky had told him that he cleared out the entire uh, high school with his stink bomb. 
And he's like, you've, you've emptied out the entire school. Stinky. And he's like, but that gets through to him. Yeah. Like you see a little smile on his face. And just as he's about to leave, David prompts him with, what did you put in that thing? And he just mouths, sulfur. (laughs) (laughs) That brought him back. That's what he said. Not his wife saying, I need you back, honey. I love you. She's like, I'll say the words until you get, I find the right words. Hold my hand, Ronnie. Ronnie, rub my back. Ronnie, I love you. And he was like, leave me alone in this coma. And then David's like, remember before you met her? When you were a really cool kid in high school, and he was like, "I'm back, I'm, I'm back, back man, I'm stinky, motherfucker, <laughs> I'm back." Uh, yeah, that was ridiculous. <laughs> um, do you think that Bill Bixby? It felt like he improv that whole bit. I, I mean, that's good acting, man. Making those lines feel like improv. Yeah, but that could have been him rewriting on the day. But I, yeah. I, I honestly, it's super cheesy. It's super silly, but. I kind of like that they took the time to like, I feel like that's, I pointed this out in the last movie too. I feel like that's all the stuff that Bill Bixby likes. He yeah. likes all of those character moments. Yeah. He likes all of that stuff. That's just between two people. Like, Hey, let's just forget that this is a superhero movie yep. for a yeah, minute. Yeah, yeah. Let's just have some stuff between people. I feel like he did that in trial of the incredible Hulk as well. You know, these, it, all the stuff with Ellie Mendez where right. it was like, what is this? Is this the same movie? Yeah, like, and which arguably are the some of the better moments of that movie. Yeah, so think, you know those I are the ones he that loves work. Those moments. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, I'm not uh don't want to run through it beat by beat, but he got into a coma because he got knocked over lightly by He's Yasmin. Old. He's old, John, and uh, he fell on the ground. The and fall a, is no and a, is no small thing. Yeah, okay. that's that's true. You He's know what? A, if I, he's old enough to call David Banner his son. And David is not young. No, he is, what is he, probably in his 50s by now? Yeah, I'd say he's in his 50s. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he got lightly tapped onto the floor, and mm-hmm. which put him into a deep coma. Deep, deep coma. Uh, there's a slight fire next to him, and mm-hmm. the Hulk finally comes out to break him out. And this is when we get the jumping. Yeah. Him, uh, one of my favorite uh, moments is he's like running up the spiral staircase, and we see a bunch of SWAT dudes going down with like big-ass guns. And they all like kind of like clear frame, and then they're like, oh, and then they reverse and they're coming back up because the Hulk's chasing him. Yeah. I mean, it's classic. It's, it's classic. It's, 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 it's like Han running after the stormtroopers and he turns around. The, uh, Hulk got there first. This came out before Star Wars, right? Yeah, it, it absolutely did. did. Um, it absolutely came out before Star Wars. I love that scene as well. That Hulk out, I thought was also very fun. It was, it was really it was, fun. There was a lot going on. Um, the lead-in where David's getting like a friggin' laser beam in his forehead. In his, yeah, in, in his, his temple. temple. Yeah. I don't know what that was supposed to... I mean, that was supposed to be, yet again, a cure for him. Yeah. Which we were in, in The Return of the Incredible Hulk. He was mere seconds away from a cure. <laughs> yeah. And now we're back. Yeah. Again, mere seconds away from completing this. They only have one opportunity to yeah. do this. They only have enough isotopes for this one test or this yep. one this one experiment before everything gets shut down yep, uh, by the government because they want a super soldier or some such thing. Yasmin comes in. She's stealing the stuff at the same time. That She knocks Pratt down, as you said. Yeah. But he he does, like, she knocks, she pushes him, and he stumbles backward for, I don't know, 50 feet. A, a very a very cartoony. <laughs> <laughs> and he knocks into a cart, which knocks chemicals on the ground, which maybe had smoke inhalation. I don't know what happened to him, but... It he didn't seem that violent. He was put into a deep coma. A, a deep coma. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe when he hit the cart, or maybe when he hit the floor, or maybe the combination of that, plus just scared. He was scared into a coma. Um, yeah. He was inhaling that smoke. 
Uh, I like that Yasmin pulled him maybe 10 feet away from the fire as if the fire would just stop there. Yeah, right. Well, um, it kind of had, to be honest. But I guess so. Yeah. And I mean, she knows if there's one thing she knows, it's science. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And then, yeah, Hulk carries him out. But that whole, like, David getting hit with a laser, his eyes going white as he's strapped in. He turns into the Hulk in that chair, which I thought was cool. It just tears out of those straps. Yeah. And, uh, and, and like, the strapping down scene when he's telling the whole stinky story. Yeah. There's a lot of straps. There's a lot. It's like yeah. a lot. He is very restrained. So yeah. the fact that the Hulk is able to just kind of like tear it off like it's paper. It's, yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And then, yeah, as you said, that leads to uh, a weird thing where he doesn't really go after Yasmin. He's just kind of like, hey. And then he carries uh, Pratt out. And as you said, all the stuff with the, the spiral t- staircase. And that's when he does his huge leap off of the building. Yeah. And then he runs uh, in slow motion. And <laughs> then he tears open an electrified fence. Yeah. I didn't realize it was electrified until it was completely destroyed because then it sparks after he's like gone already. So yeah. that's extra money for the stunt. If yeah. You, if it just happens while he's doing there's There's a scene where the two scientists coax out the Hulk on purpose. And to do so, he's got to grab like an electrical oh, yeah. like handle. They use all their electrical f- effects on that. That that's was where right. all the electric that effects a, budget yeah. went. That was a different um, scene where, where they're first bringing him out. Yeah. And, and they were uh, able to get him out. And uh, he's wearing like, it's a good Hulk look because he's got like white shorts. Yeah. It's just something different. Yeah. We haven't seen him in white shorts yet. Yeah. Which he would be ready for the racquetball court, which we get another <laughs> racquetball scene where, of course, both players are wearing all white. Yeah, it's Yasmin doing some mission. We we don't exactly know what it is, but she's yeah, I think stealing it, something from a guy or recording him saying something. I don't. Yeah, know I think it was just we don't need to know the mission. I think it was just she was finishing something up. Yeah, but yeah, she was she was in the racquetball court and she had some uh, recording that she handed off to another yeah handler or whatever. Yeah, uh, uh, but it was fun to get back into the racquetball court where it all began in Incredible Hulk Returns. Oh yeah, that's right. I yeah. forgot that was the all the Cajun way back guy. to returns. Yeah, the Cajun, yeah, the Cajun guy, Cajun guy got hired there. Yeah. Wow. I mean, those are the famous Vancouver racquetball courts. <laughs> that's uh, what it was. But, they were like, "What do we got? Yeah. What can we use? All right, we got racquetball. We got a little. Uh, <laughs> we got a bunch of big trucks. We got a general store. Yeah, they have this. The health bad guys drive these like giant, like tricked out Ford Broncos or something, yeah. basically. And uh, they all are identical, and it's kind of hilarious how many they have. They ha- yeah. It feels like they have 50 of them that they're driving in a couple of the scenes. I really feel like they were like, hey, we've got these 50 trucks. Should we write them into the script? Yeah, sure. They yeah. just all drive those huge trucks. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. One thing I'll say, based off of that, based on the fact that there's like airplane stuff at the end. I mean, they go for a hangar, which is a pretty easy location. for, mm-hmm. And I feel like the first movie ended in some sort of hangar situation. Or at least, like, I think it was, like, a junkyard, but, like, it was another, yeah. like, warehouse. Yeah, it was a warehouse, you know? yeah. Warehouses are easy to film in. They're easy to find, certainly in Vancouver. But uh, it felt just like the scope of this one felt so much bigger than the second movie. Like, everything felt big yeah. and epic. And I even texted you before after I watched the trailer that spoiled it. I was like, <laughs> this whole, th- I was like, this feels epic. This yeah. is going to be great. And it was. Like, I, um, like I said, there are, there are long stretches between Hulk outs. Yeah. And it's not as, maybe as compelling as, like, Return of the Incredible Hulk. I really liked in that movie how David already had like this relationship, so it yeah. felt like he had something at stake. Whereas this one, uh, he falls in love with Yas, or I don't know, well, he fell in love, but he falls they, in lust with her. He falls in sure. lust with Yasmin, but they, I think they do form some. I think we're supposed to believe that they form some connection deeper than that because maybe just because they are both sort of lost souls and they shared like they're both trying to get out of something yeah they feel haunted by something and they want to move on and start a new life yeah um which is something he's kind of used to doing but he gets to do it with her and um he says 
she's like, oh, don't, don't be afraid of holding me. And he's like, oh, I've, I'm not afraid. I've just not had this sort of a relationship in a very long time since Maggie, David. Maggie in the first Yeah, movie. say her name. <laughs> but I think... And, and he probably... The lady of the farm that, like, is flirting with him in the yeah. beginning of the second movie, they probably, like... Yeah, but it wasn't... They probably got it. They probably got it on. Yeah. But they did he some, was like, they did I'm some, not interested. They probably did some hand stuff, at least. <laughs> He was like, it, was, it didn't mean that much to me. I'm moving on to the big city. <laughs> she was like, I thought that there was more. Nope, that was it. Nope. Sorry, girl. This is a one-way <laughs> ticket. Uh, but I think that's the connection, obviously, that he makes. I, but as a kid, I was, I was really interested to hear your, your uh, thoughts on it. I've watched this movie as an adult, but well, I was first introduced to it as a kid. And this is honestly the first movie where I felt I was a little bit bored as a kid because it is a long time before Hulk outs. And there's not even another like superhero like Daredevil to keep us right. entertained. It's um, this stuff with Yasmin, which in the middle of the movie does become kind of talky. Yeah. And it becomes about like David and her falling in lust or in love or whatever it is. A lot of her bareback. <laughs> A lot of, A lot them, of bareback. Um, you know, having this romantic music in the cabin. Yeah. And as a kid, I was like, what? What? Like it, like it, maybe it was, maybe this was like what they did with the Harry Potter books and movies where it was like, they got a little bit more adult as it went along. I mean, I certainly was old enough to appreciate a bear back, but I was like, I want to see the Hulk. Like I want to see action. I don't want to see this sort of deep connection as an adult. I appreciate it more. I appreciate that they were doing something there on an emotional level and that that helps us in the end when he says his final line, which I don't... Do you remember what his final line is? What, um, no, remind me. Okay, I'll, I'll do it. Yasmin, I am free. Oh, right. That's, yeah. that, that's the that, line. Because yeah. I, I remember as a kid being like, what? did he die for this woman? For this non-Black Widow? Yeah. Did he die for this woman? I wanted more Hulk stories. But as an adult, I'm like, oh, that's a really beautiful wrap-up to the entire series. Yeah. And I'm glad that Bill Bixby had his final moment. But as a kid, I was like, Where's the Hulk, man? I mean, I I was thinking where's the Hulk in the second movie a lot because mm. the second movie feels very Hulk light. Yes, uh, you get the fun Hulk out in the courtroom, which is a fantasy sequence. You get it in the subway, and then you get him sort of just carrying Daredevil off, and then Daredevil touching his face, and that's it in yeah. the second movie. So this one, I felt like had twice as much Hulk. No, I agree. I agree. I I think it's just the second movie. We can agree that the first movie is just perfect. There's no notes. Yeah, no notes. Second movie. A plus. <laughs> the, um, for me, I'm talking about as a, as a kid. Like, for me, I was like, well, at least there's Daredevil stuff going on. Right. But, and in this one, because they didn't there's Daredevil commit, getting his ass beat by an, an elderly nurse. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not elderly. Peak TV. Yeah. Peak, peak uh, TV movie. Sorry, sorry. Um, yeah, she wasn't elderly. She wasn't elderly. She was, she was probably middle, like 25. Probably. She it was, was like, a rougher life. She was probably like a 30-year-old stunt woman. Uh, and that's, yeah. That's actually probably the truth. Yeah. But yeah, in this movie, again, it's not it's not a big complaint. It's just that when I was a kid, because even there's one Hulk out that we get where he's in the truck and the tractors are coming from oh, both yeah, sides. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to me, as a kid, I was like, oh, that's cool. But he didn't really do anything. Yeah, I didn't really love that one. Like, he just held on to their scoopers or whatever and, like, stopped them and then ran away. It was a Hulk out, but it wasn't particularly impressive. Um, My problem with that one was they had already dropped the car. I don't know what the plan was, I guess, to scoop them out uh, or to crush them. 
But they had already dropped the car. If, like, he turned and, like, they were crushing the car and he stopped the car from being crushed and was able to push them away so yeah. that they did drop the car, that would have, I think, worked a little bit better. Yeah. But as it was, it was just Lou Ferrigno kind of lightly touching a couple of uh, backhoes or whatever those yeah. things are, bulldozers. And they just show some smoke, I guess, showing yeah. that he overloaded the Yeah, it shows that he's stronger than these two things. Because you even see their wheels kind of skid in the dirt. Yeah. Oh, like yeah, They're yeah, trying yeah. to move forward. But, yeah, basically they start smoking. And he stops. But that's part of it, I think, is just the execution of it. He's still holding it. They've already even stopped functioning. Yeah. And he still is holding onto it. And she has to be like, you need to go. And she likes, obviously no one can see what I just did. But she <laughs> yeah. starts tapping him on the shoulder yeah, she, of like, Seb you was, should get out of here. For those listening at home, Seb was tapping me on the shoulder. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it really added to the effect of what you were saying. Thank you. Yeah, of course. they If they couldn't see it, they still felt it in my voice. But, yeah, it was sort of just like, well, he's not really doing anything. Like, I don't know. It was just a, it was the least impressive one. For me, and again, from a kid's point of view, I was like, I, this, I didn't care about the soapy stuff, which is all the stuff that Bill Bixby really does care about. As I got older and I watched it again, I appreciated it more. And particularly today, as we watched it, I was like, yeah, this is actually really interesting. And yeah. he's really building these th- things thematically and whatnot. Yeah. But I was just curious what, you know. But well, it sounds like you liked it better than the last movie. I did. I did. Uh, by and large, I like this one better than the last movie. I think uh, when we are forming the connection between Banner and Stinky, uh, <laughs> Stinky! <laughs> I, uh, I was sort of a little bored with that because I don't think Stinky was all that interesting. It was just yet another scientist guy that was like a less uh, heavy version of Banner. Yeah. So um, they influenced each other, which was, I thought, interesting. Also interesting that he didn't recognize him since he knew kind of who he was. He yeah. knew all the schools that he was I know. At he knew, like, he knew, his, he knew everything about His him. whole resume, but he didn't know his face. All apparently. his papers, everything. But but it was interesting that, like, that then Banner was like, I read all your work, too. And, you know, like, they're mm. both working on the same stuff. Well, Seb, as we've established, like, whenever uh, Yasmin would, like, change wigs, nobody could possibly recognize sure, her. Sure. So, basically, what if, I mean, what was his hair like? What was Banner's hair like in the beginning of the show? It's 12 years later. Yeah, the same. So, oh, okay. Well, maybe, like, when he was in school or when he was writing these papers, he yeah. had his like wild had phase. Like, I, I had my like wild phase where I like I grew my hair uh, and I did it like blue. I had blue hair at one point. Yep. Then it yep. was jet black, and yep. then I grew it super long. And like I say, super long. It was almost to my shoulders. But um, he probably you're right, and I think probably when he was teaching at those schools and writing those papers, that was probably his Guy Fieri stage when he had the frosted tips. Oh, obviously the frosted tips so, and like the handlebar mustache that was yes, frosted. Yes. So those are the photos that Stinky saw. Right. So right. when he saw this idiot who was cleaning up yeah. his lab, yeah. with he just regular ass brown thought. hair, yeah, yeah, he's like, oh well, that guy's got brown hair. He couldn't yeah. possibly be Dr. David Banner, who went to Princeton and Oxford and who disappeared uh, and who disappeared yeah. and and was dead. Yeah, and whose name was David and with a B name and everything. And like, and so he was probably just like, I'm not, even, I'm not even, I'm not even <laughs> thinking about that because this guy's a janitor. Also, why would David be a janitor? We, we also need not. to bring up. Everyone thinks that David Banner's dead. Dan, David Banner has been presumed dead for. That's true. That's uh, over true. a decade, so that's it, true. Nobody's looking. Nobody's thinking yeah, about nobody's, it anymore. If anything, nobody's, it's like, oh man, you look kind of familiar. You kind of look like David Banner. He's like, no, I'm David Bellamy. And they're like, oh, okay, case closed. That guy's I am dead. Da- I am David Bellamy, and I am a stupid man. I'm not a smart man, but I do know what David Bellamy is. <laughs> it's just me. <laughs> do know what? <laughs> but uh, no, I. So I like the stuff with him and Stinky was kind of like, eh, whatever. Like I was. Oh. After that amazing first Hulk out, I was kind of getting a little impatient for the second Hulk out or okay. the second like real Hulk out because we had him 
Hulk out inside the force field when the two yeah. scientists like which I love out. actually. That's I think one it's of my cool. favorite moments. Like I, I have a screen grab from that that I often use just as a like cover photo or whatever because I love them. I loved it as a kid, but I also just love the visual. I mean, it's super you know 1990 special effects, but like with the force field down him electrocuting himself and his eyes going white yeah. is just, and he's in his little white undies. Well, yeah. Like not tidy whities because he needs to be able to grow. Right. No, as, that's what I'm saying. Is Hulk looked cool in the white shorts. Yeah. Um, it just was a different look. Yeah. He bent, he does bend. So that's like, he bends like a metal, right. he bends the electrical pole. Yeah. So that is like, check. Right. One more Hulk thing. Check that. Thank box. you very much. Uh, but that wasn't like, I, I mean, a real Hulk out where he causes some damage. Yeah. Like, because the next time we see him is when there's the fire, when the right. SWAT guys, he kicks a door down, he jumps, yeah. he tears the fence. Yeah. Like, that's a, that's a Hulk out. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah. So I was kind of waiting for that while they were, you know, becoming friends and getting to know each other. And once he got hooked up with Yasmin, he basically gets chased by the Russians and cornered by her. And then she, they were planning on killing her anyway. Yeah, and as you pointed out, there's a whole gunfight. It's talking about Hulkouts. He gets chased by these cars. Yeah, he has to run into the general store. Then he's, she's there pointing a gun at him. And then she's like, "Just turn yourselves over, yourself over to these guys. Do whatever they say is your only way to live." They take him. Then they are gonna kill her, which he overhears, and he saves her by pushing a guy. Gunfight. She shoots. Her entire uh, magazine yeah. into this guy. Yeah. And David's standing there. And he's like, you've been shot. I'm going to put huh. pressure on this. Yeah. And, uh, he's like, cool as a cucumber. I know. Like, we could have really used the Hulk when he's getting chased by two of these uh, on-loan Ford Broncos. Yeah. With really bright, spooky lights, too. Yeah. They were probably hunters. Yeah. They were probably hunters in Canada. Yeah. And, or Portland. Yep. And they're going to go hunt moose. Hunting moose. Or and geese. then they found the most dangerous game. Yeah. Man. The, the Hulk. Hulk man. Anyway, in terms of my entertainment value. Oh, yes. So he breaks out. Uh, when he meets Yasmin, at this point, I think Yasmin's pretty cool. Yeah. She's done some cool spy stuff. For sure. Uh, I really liked when uh, she infiltrates the base as uh, the short hair, short Betty. blonde hair, Betty. Yeah. Uh, and like, there's one point where she like runs up and just like jumps onto the desk and like chloroforms Betty. Yeah. The like, real Betty. The real Betty. That was cool shit. Yeah. That was really cool. So I really liked her. And again, when it was time to show some vulnerability, when we'd cut to privileged scenes with her where she's about to be tortured or they're showing her pictures of her sister, quote unquote, being tortured, uh, less good, less compelling. But as just a wordless figure doing cool stuff, she worked great. So by the time that she and Banner got together, I was in. I, yeah. I liked it. It was inexplicable that... <laughs> so Banner is patching her up. She got shot through the arm. Sure. And he's giving her... He's stitching her up, right? Yes. Now, if you were getting stitched up and uh -huh. you're a woman yes. with breasts, yes. what would you do? I would want that person who I don't know and who I have basically put in harm's way, um, who is attempting to stitch up my arm to remove my entire shirt and bra Yep. so that I would be completely exposed so that they could just work on my arm. Right. So Luckily, that's what happened. <laughs> yeah. Now, she is braless, so it's not like he's taking her bra off in addition. But it is like he pulls the shirt off. And, and usually in that, you'll either rip a sleeve off in a movie or you will just like take the one sleeve off and your arm is exposed. Sure. No, he just takes off the whole ass shirt. Yeah, well, you know, maybe he thought we could salvage that shirt if I just... Uh... <laughs> sure. It's been shot through and it's covered in blood, but... You know, good wash, little good, uh, good club patch. soda. Yeah, you know, club soda. Um, <laughs> but uh, it was 
inexplicable it, and ridiculous. It was a little strange. A little strange was, choice. It was. It did not make me feel good about David Banner. No. Uh, now he he was like tender with her, but there's one point where she like starts getting emotional, and again, these are the moments where she's a little less effective acting wise. But she's getting emotional, and then he like hugs her and like lays her, her down, down yeah. and that just felt a little creepy. Yeah. Only because I know that Bixby also directed it. Yeah. And it's like, here's this young, vulnerable woman. Yeah. And like, I mean, hopefully she had some pasties on or something. Yeah. But it just still but, felt a little yeah. strange knowing all the circumstances around it. But. Because it didn't make a ton of sense as, from a character standpoint. Yeah, you know, that like, too. They have they have a scene even where she's in the shower and one, the Russians come to there. And I, I'm sure it's to make her more vulnerable or whatever. But it was also like. Was that necessary? Like then the guy just comes in and puts her. He's like, "Here, put this robe on." But it's like just so we can get her back. Yeah, we see her bare back there. We see her bare back uh, when he's fixing her arm, and then finally when they make love for yeah, the first sweet, time, sweet love. Like two scenes later, yeah, uh, it's her bare back again. Yeah, I mean, I mean we it's get, fine, but I, I just was like, we get some like shirtless Bixby as well. So, and we obviously get lots of Ferrigno. So. Yeah, we get we get a lot of topless Bixby. We get Bixby in some little white shorts, which oh, is, we do. We needed uh, the end. I mean, we see you know the the spotlight hitting Bixby's nipples. You know, oh, yeah. as he says his famous line, "Yasmin, I am free." That is that is his famous line. And uh, also when uh, the Hulk, uh, not to skip ahead, but when the Hulk is falling out of the airplane and it's weird, uh, like very slow zoom in, it's kind of zooming in straight on his nipple. Yes. It's a lot of nip. Very interesting directing choice. He was like, look, I can't show hers, but I can show her back. I can show mine plenty. And Lou, it's your turn. Yeah. We're going to zero in right on your nip as you're falling through the sky, as as Ferrigno's doing scared face as he's falling out. First time you've ever seen Hulk scared. Yeah. You know? Uh, He's crashing to what he knows will be his death. That music is playing. uh, That's very haunting. Mm -hmm. And... uh, I think it was a I think it was a strong choice to really just have the camera zoom in on his nipple. Yeah, I think that was I think that was by far the best choice directorially that anybody's ever made. Sure, better in, in like ever you mean? Yeah, yeah, better yeah. than like the match cut in Lawrence of Arabia with the match to the yeah. sunset, which they completely stole for John Wick Four. I don't know if you've seen that or not. But. I have seen John Wick Four and you know Lawrence of Arabia, and, and I'll tell you. They don't compare to Death of the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> no, that nipple shot is like, whoa. That's the sun. That, you yeah, know? Yeah, That's exactly. Like spotlight hitting the nip is like match cut yeah. sun. The, uh, so, according... Well, I don't know if we're ready to move off of the nipple yet. I don't think we are. Well, we got I get, guess we have. To. We, we're going to loop back around to the nipple because okay, now we're, we're in Act 3. Basically, they're going to run off together. And he and she hears on the radio that the doctor's been taken. Yes, Dr. And, Pratt. And now, Stinky. His name is Stinky, Seb. Stinky! Oh, can I say one thing about Stinky? Yeah, obviously. About that actor. Um, about that character, rather. And the, there's a scene where he discovers he's going to be shut down. And um, he's talking to, I don't know, the woman in charge. Never met her before. But he's like, you know this has always been the scope of my research. It has always been thus. And then the... Um, government guy is sitting there and he's like we want super soldiers and stuff and he's like what's wrong with getting the perfect soldier and getting there before anyone else does which also leads to yes the russians wanted to get that same information to create their own super soldiers um which we're only getting this information past the halfway mark mark of the movie yeah so really this was all a backdoor pilot for captain america ah Um, but so he's like 
you want to know what a per- uh, stinky says you want to know what a perfect soldier is and i thought that monologue was really interesting again i feel like bixby being like you know what we need yeah we need just this guy's like thoughts on life yep. and he describes the perfect soldier where it's a guy who's just sitting there writing a letter to his girlfriend back home wait counting the days till he can go back home because he has nothing to do because there's no more wars to fight because we've healed everybody and the- that's a perfect soldier yeah, and I, I just thought there's that was... no war, there's no greed. Yeah, stinky, stinky. Uh, but I just was like, wow. And it's so funny because it ends on like reaction shots of them being like, what? But <laughs> yeah, it was like, well, that's stinky. He'll... That's stinky, guys. That's stinky. He uh, he monologued sometimes. <laughs> yeah, no, I really like that scene actually, and I really like that monologue. And that was probably that actor's best moment in the movie. I like that guy. He seemed like. I said it a couple times, like, there were certain shots where I, I thought it was Bill Bixby, because at this point, Bill Bixby was a little bit older. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy was probably in his, like, 60s, whereas Bill Bixby was probably in his late 40s, early 50s, something like that. So they weren't that far apart, and it looks like, basically, he is what Bruce, not Bruce, sorry, David Banner would have been, uh, yeah. if not for the accident. Yeah. Like, this That's is this is the life. life. Like, yeah. yeah, it's like, this guy, he has a nice relationship with his wife. He's got, like, the ni- 1990 version of a Peloton. Yep. She's an artist that draws him on a horse on yeah. a, as a knight. on the bike or whatever he was on. Yeah, and I-, I liked him, but I just thought that, you know, I mean, obviously, Yasmina's cooler. Sure. Because she can do spy stuff. Sure. The only the thing that I struggled with a little bit at the end, what was the end? We find out that Yasmin's sister is actually the person pulling the strings in the background. Right. We thought that she was being tortured, but turns out it was her idea. It's all a big game to get Shh. to get um, to get Yasmin, Yasmin um, to do this to mission because yeah. she wants out. All right. she wants is out, much like uh, David wants out. They're gonna run off together, but once they discover that Stinky has been kidnapped along with his wife, it's like, well, we gotta go save Stinky, right? right. We don't have any choice. And of course, David gives her the speech like, "Oh no, it'll be fine, babe. Like, we'll run off right afterwards. Yeah, like it'll, it's cool. Yeah, why don't it's... you go there and wait for me there? I'll when this is done, I'll I'll be you know I'll come find you. Yeah. And she's like, Nah, bro. She's like, No, you won't. No, you we won't. We were just dreaming anyway. So then she gets into her best Black Widow outfit. Yeah, and, baby, and we're and on. Once again, though, for the third time in a row, like somebody else is doing the heavy lifting in terms of action <laughs> you, for the you finale. Even, you even at one point were like, where is David? What's what's he doing? What's happening? Yeah, because he, he, he disappears. He says at one point, like, all right, I'll be doing this. And I I guess I just like forgot what he said. But Yeah, well, he was she was supposed to have like the distraction or whatever. And, and mm. he was supposed to get the uh, stinky scientists out. out. Yeah. yeah, Stinky and his wife. And? Amy. 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 <laughs> I'm glad we both went to Congo. <laughs> so, yeah, like, we, we just don't see Banner for the longest time. And we see her. She fights the guy who's the bad guy from the last movie who's now, like, this torturer. Yeah. Uh, who never Zed. once, we never once see him actually torturing anybody. We just hear yeah. that he's a torturer. And he brings out this, like, little, uh, basically, like, a little uh, Swiss Army knife. Yeah. A torturing Swiss Army knife. Yeah, man. And he's going to, like, pull off her fingernails or something, but somebody always stops him before he gets to it. It's not the tools. It's the carpenter. Yeah, there you go. And then she throws a bookshelf on him uh, with him standing next to it, which I've never (laughs) seen. it. Like, she knocks it over, and it just, like, he just flattens him completely. It's pretty hilarious. Uh, But she's kind of crawling around, just, again, doing Black Widowy stuff. And her outfit does look cool. She eventually uh, comes face-to-face with her sister, with the other bad guy, the Robert Davi looking Bella. dude. Bella was Bell- her sister. Yeah. And I forget how. Oh, yeah. The, the banner. Oh, yeah. There's this whole thing where they, to get to the airport where all this is taking place, they go to a, a car dealership. 
Yeah. And they like in disguise, by the way, which yeah. which I really enjoyed Bixby getting to like lean into a different type of character. Yeah. Because so, David Banner actually a pretty good actor. Yeah. Turns out David Banner is a very good actor, and he has a does different a good British. Excellent. Yeah, it has like a slightly different hairstyle, like a mustache and different glasses. Never did that to really hide before. No, of course but not. But he's like, oh, now I've met uh, well, he Yasmin. Didn't, he didn't She's have the fake mustache. Yeah. She gave me a fake mustache, and now I'm going to be a completely different person. That's all I need to inhabit a, a, a whole new soul. So they get this guy, and apparently he like knows the Russians or something. Because they, they just say like, hey, give us the info. Like They go on a test drive of a BMW well, I think he's the guy that hooked him up with all those big cars. All those oh, big trucks. you know what? He, he actually was there when those big trucks took them to the general store. He's the one that was like, you need to kill her now to uh, the other Russian guy. Uh, um, but it was weird that it was like he's his like, you buy- day job is like a car sales. Yeah, if you buy 90 of these trucks, I'll give you a discount, a bulk <laughs> discount. But they I'll get- help you Russians, but you need to buy 90 trucks. I, I did. Uh, I, one thing I really liked about that scene is when he's playing the British guy before they get into the car. He's like, oh, is this the top of the line? How's the trunk space? And then they're like, oh, we'll find out later. And the reason he was asking about the trunk space is because they eventually put him in the truck. Set up the some trunk. chaos, baby. Yeah, it's, 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 that's just good writing. But they leave a note for the cops. Apparently this guy had like 90 warrants out for his arrest. So great. Good job, felonies, guys. Something like that. Something like that. And they leave a note on him saying, hey, come meet us at the airport. And they're like, do you believe this? He's like, I don't know. I guess we don't have a choice. I thought it was just going to be like the two cops show up and like kind of do backup. No, they do full on SWAT team. Every cop, it's like the scene from Terminator 2 when all the cops show up at Cyberdyne. Yeah. Like, all of them come out. Yeah. It's nuts. Well, they're, well those two people were from, were they from the FBI? Those uh, two? You know, yeah. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. But, they, but yeah, I they're did think. law think, enforcement. But yeah. it was funny. They were like, do we believe it? Uh, we have no choice. We better check it out. I, and I agree. It was like, it sounds like, well, you and I better go check it out. They're yeah. like, I don't know if it means anything or not, but I guess we better bring everybody we got. Yeah, and these two characters, I thought, like, oh, if it was just them and they're fighting, like, a big group, maybe the Hulk has to come in and save them somehow. No, they're just there to shoot. Well, it's also a weird plan by David and, and Yasmin to be like, let's just leave a note. You know, maybe people will show up. Maybe yeah. they won't. Maybe yeah. the note will fly away. I don't know. But Yeah, because, like, Yasmin could have easily been shot by one of the cops because she's running out of that hangar. They're just blasting into this hangar. Did you like the special effect where the plane is behind her and she's running and she's clearly not running? She's going like this. Oh, and, or, <laughs> yeah, now, yeah. Nobody can see what I'm doing, but she's doing this sort of like <laughs> T-1000, Superman. Yeah. T-1000 yeah. arms. Yeah, where she's clearly on like the flatbed of a truck. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> and, and like, pretend like you're running. Yeah, and I was like really impressed with how fast she could run. She could run pretty she fast. Could when, puff it, it. when it was uh, a real person that you could see, they were running pretty quick. Yeah, because a torture man wants to chop her up with the propeller blades. Yeah, Bella's like, just take off, Zed, take off, and he's like, not till she's dead. Yeah, that's his rage voice. Yeah, because he was enraged yeah. at that point. Yeah, and by the way, he Banner's had gasoline like gasoline all over his face. Yeah, she had like doused him with gasoline earlier, so he must must have been stinky. Yeah, he, he he's the one that's stinky, not the other guy. Stinky. Uh, meanwhile, Banner, uh, during this giant shootout between the cops and the bad and the Russian bad guys, where yeah. people are getting shot left and right. Uh, this time, uh, Donald Blake isn't there to to kill anybody. <laughs> unfortunately, uh, that would have been great had he just appeared. They should have done like an Avengers thing where Daredevil and Thor showed up for this movie, and like that would have been yeah, awesome. That would have been, awesome. been great. But again, Banner really keeps his cool. Yeah, when, he's like, when, oh man, there's a lot going on. Yeah, yeah. But hey, let me uh, let's let's get out of here, Stinky and wife and Amy and Amy. 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 
But it isn't until he sees that Yasmin is in trouble that he finally hulks out, um, which I did actually like that. That, like, to a point, he won't hulk out, but when his new lady love is in trouble, sure. he uh, he hulks out so he can push the plane to the side <laughs> and then uh, rips the door open and yeah. he's he's going to attack him. Bella tries to shoot him. With an Uzi. With an Uzi, which was pretty cool. That was pretty dope. That was pretty 90s. Yeah, that was like super cutting 90s. Cutting edge 90s. Yeah. He pushes it down. She shoots the gas tank. And that plane explodes. Like a fireball. Like yeah. it just disintegrates the entire plane. Yeah. Except for Hulk's body. Except for Hulk's body and his shorts. And his shorts. Are, his shorts are fine. They're fine. Because his shorts were also irradiated. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, don't they say in the comics that like as he turns into the Hulk, the gamma radiation that he expels from his body irradiates his clothes and that's why they don't all rip do they i don't know i, I mean, mean there was a thing with superman where they were talked about like his aura like he basically has this aura that extends just beyond him and that's why his suit doesn't get all messed mm-hmm. up although sometimes the suit does sometimes it doesn't i mean like thing with the whole i've read suit. the the death of superman and doomsday fucked his suit up pretty good well i mean you know if one person's gonna fuck up your aura it's doomsday i mean that's true uh also i mean didn't they just do the thing where it's like uh it's kryptonian it's like unstable molecules by reed richards it's like sure eh, it's, it's a kryptonian suit it was made from his cape that he got uh sent it depends on who's writing it also <laughs> <laughs> on Superman. There's also the scene in Superman 4 where they go to the museum and his one hair is holding up like a ton uh-huh. or whatever. Yeah. If Lex Luthor needs to get like garden shears to cut his hair, who cuts Clark's hair normally? Well, there's that there's a there's an image of a barber trying to cut his hair and his shears break his bar his uh hair shears. Then break. I repeat the question. He, who, well, who cut, does Clark cut his own hair? Yeah. Well, he does a damn fine job. Because yeah, he does good, right? Chris Reeves got. I some, mean, look, a lot of people during nice the pandemic hair. were cutting their own hair, and they took Superman as inspiration. I was not one of those people. Did you cut your own hair? Oh, well, you just I shaved. Your, I you shaved, shaved my your head. head at yeah, one yeah. That I could probably do, but I shaved my head once in high school. My ears are much larger than I thought they were, and they stick out, and I looked like a chimpanzee. So mm. I decided never to do that again. Oh, I have a weird shaped head. You should do it. I should absolutely not do it. Oh. It's a bad idea. Please write in if you want John to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I just let my hair grow out until I could until it was safe to go back to the the barber. Sure. And uh, and man, did it feel good to get my hair cut? It had, like it was like six months or something that I didn't. It was really long. It was long. Yeah, I used I had did like a top ponytail. It was yeah. It was kind of fun. Uh, you know, while lots of people were sick. Yeah. Uh, Ooh, well, off of that, um, you know, it was sick. That's as big a downer as the end of this movie. You know, it was sick though. Oh, what? What was sick? The special effects. Yeah. yeah. Bro. Actually, they were they were kind of laughable. They but... were very much uh, 1990 made for TV movie. <laughs> yeah. But I did like. Uh, there's a shot of which is also in the trailer of the Hulk with the explosion behind him being silhouetted, mm-hmm. uh, falling. I really liked it. the The falling felt artsy, and I was glad that they sort of. I'm glad that Bixby milked it. Because, yeah, I don't know, uh, like playing a song, like with yeah. lyrics and stuff, and just kind of made the fall and the ending of the Hulk a little more poetic, I guess. I 100% agree. I mean, I remember even seeing that movie when I was younger, and the silhouette, I had some friends that were like, oh, that was so dumb. Like, you know, mm-hmm. and I was like, no, it was like, to me, and it also that shot feels like a comic book where he's yeah. in the, it's just his silhouette, and there's a big giant fireball behind him. Yeah. But I, mainly feel like that whole ending was very poetic yeah and you know as he's falling the lyrics of that song are talking about one thing come a new beginning Mm -hmm. but something has to come to an end yeah and you know it is a very kind of haunting 
soundtrack as he's falling and they really take their time with him yeah. falling we and made we, the joke about the, the very long push in on his nipple <laughs> yes um very artsy which which the yeah again the effects are not great but i it's it's weird because like it's almost it's surrealistic it's impressionistic because he's falling through it looks like he's just falling through space it's just yeah. a pure black background yeah and it's the Hulk, and again, you like you said, he's never looked scared before, and it's the first time he looks scared yeah. falling. And um, I, I kind of loved it. I yeah. thought it was really well done. Uh, he eventually falls to the ground, and the impact cracks the cement yeah. underneath him, fucks up that uh, that runway pretty good. No one's yeah. going to be taken off for a while yeah. from there. Not to not to mention, it's a huge crime scene. A lot of people dead. A lot, lot of people. A lot dead. of dead Russians. A lot of dead. Russians. International incident. It's a problem. Yeah, we're still yeah. dealing with it. <laughs> yeah, we are. So that was the uh, the but fall of the she, USSR. That was the beginning of it. She, but yeah, he cracks. He like hits his uh, his like sh- his like uh, upper back. Like like he that's what hits the concrete first. Yeah, and it is just a really. It's all still in slow motion, and there's a harsh spotlight on it and everything from I guess a helicopter. That's yeah. Nearby. He fall as he's falling. He like falls past a helicopter so he was definitely up oh high. yeah that was a that was a cool shot because that was actually a human being that yeah clearly fine. fell really far that, that was that, that was all really i thought was really poetic and beautiful and, yeah and they took their time as you said and like yasmin runs up to him as he still is like i guess transforming he's still the hulk basically but he's transforming you know it was interesting sorry to interrupt but when she comes up to him it looked like frigno mouthed yasmin yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. But we don't actually hear his voice or anything because the the song is it's just like just the song. All the rest of the audio cuts out. Yeah, which again adds to the dreamlike quality of it. But yeah, I thought that was interesting because I don't think I I don't know if the Hulk's ever tried to talk before. No, that, that's I, I yeah I I love that moment because I'm so glad you brought it up. Um, but it's the Hulk and he's reckon. It's almost like she's his Betty, you know, like from the comics. Like he see he recognizes her as the Hulk. And mouths the words Yasmin, and I thought that was so. I'm I'm fine with you not hearing his voice during that moment. Just yeah. seeing him mouth the word was yeah. like really beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then Stinky runs up, and then Stinky enters the frame. Also, it all felt very dreamlike. Like Stinky enters the frame with Amy, Amy, Amy. and um, they're just like looking down at him as they kind of approach and. She's holding Hulk's hand. Right. Yasmin is handing, holding Hulk's hand. And then the next shot, it's Banner with the mm-hmm. white eyes, but just looking up at her as she's holding his hand. And that's when she's like, don't die. Don't die, David. Like, we can be, we can be free now. Yeah, and then that's the end of the movie, and nothing, and then, else, and nothing then else is said. It almost is the end of the movie. It's not, it is but, the end of the but movie. But luckily, Bill Bixby gets the final line. What? <laughs> which is so beautiful you know you... i know i just watched it but it's, so, it's weird the weirdest thing i cannot for the life of me remember what it is and and I, I know that you have i know you struggle to remember these movies as well yeah i don't have i wouldn't say i have a mind like a steel trap when it comes to these movies no not at all but for whatever reason this one stuck in my brain and maybe it's because she sets it up where she's like we can finally be free and then he says what yeah what what is the line he says Yasmin, I am free. Wow. I can't yeah. believe you remember that. Yeah, he goes... And I can't believe this is the first time you've said it all the whole podcast. But I don't, but he goes like this, watch. He goes, Yasmin, I am free. 
like a like a whisper, right? Right. And then he looks at the camera and says, "Free of my contract." He's like, "I'm done with the Hulk. I'm done baby. with the Hulk, baby." And then he dies. And then it's the end of the movie, which no, is a weird end. They start. He says the line, then the the piano hitchhiking music starts. Yeah. Hulk. Except for like a, a slightly more orchestrated version of it, and then it is a very haunting series of images of just. The spotlight on them, and it gets further and further away until yeah. it just disappears. And that's the end of the movie. That's the end of the movie. I was dude. like, I was thinking, okay, so he dies, and then Stinky like takes his dead blood and does something, and like cures the world, and there's no more war or something. But no, he dies, and that's it. Yeah, I I, I remember you know this sort of general reaction, maybe just among my family, but of like, wow, that's the end. Like it, yeah. like it was. It's such a somber ending and again i think a very beautiful and poetic ending but definitely not what was expected from a you know from a kid watching that movie of like wait what i mean it is called the death of the incredible hulk just to remind you again but i to the there's not even a like callback to what because the the series always had him standing in front of his own grave right there's not even like you see his grave and it's like well that's probably because they were leaving it open in case they wanted to do revenge of the incredible hulk they pick back up at that uh, airport, and he just goes. <gasps> <laughs> he's like, "Oh man, I almost died." He's like, "I guess that we, was crazy." Guys. I guess I'm not free. I was just in a deep coma. I need to go get some revenge. <laughs> <laughs> Who he's getting revenge on? I don't know. The lady who did that to him is dead. Yeah, he's just getting revenge. He accidentally on... exploded her on himself. On... His revenge on the Hulk, but for keeping him alive. Well, we'll never know. You know? We'll never we'll know. Never know. Uh, so I think they were keeping their options open. But just to say it, I think that ending's great. I was even like, whoa, that's it? Yeah. When we were watching it just now, and the series of shots again where the spotlight gets smaller and smaller and just disappears, and then the next thing you see is executive producer Bill Bixby. It's a statement. It's and a statement, and it's really, honestly, I think a very, a very poignant and a very sad and a very just yeah. like final you know like Uh, it it just was like whoa that's the end yeah very like and a very stirring rendition of the lonely man song expertly deployed Mm because i don't think we i think maybe there were little bits and pieces of it during the love scene that's what i was gonna say is there's pieces of it during the love scene as a motif but i think used really really well right there i have to say i fucking love that ending yeah, I, I, I love it. It. I love that line. I mean, we which we, line? The one? Oh, oh, um, is it the one? You're gonna where, have to remind me. I, I is it the line where he what goes? Is it? He goes, Black Widow, the sun's coming low. I don't know what she says. Oh right. yeah, uh, <laughs> hey big guy. Yeah. Uh, oh no no, I'm sorry. I remember it now. Up. I remember it now. Yasmin, I. Oh, that's that's it. That's it. Thank you for reminding me. Sure, which is beautiful. Luckily, I mean, you remember. It's a beautiful line. But it it real it it is like kind of the perfect way to end the Hulk. Yeah, it's uh, the pathos that we were missing from the last yes, movie yes. distilled into literally a two line exchange. Yeah, and it's I think the best writing of all three of these movies, and I really liked all three of these movies. Yeah, to varying degrees, but yeah, um, I think this moment stands against. Any great moment from the two movies prior and the whole this whole movie and the all entire American bil- canon of film and cinema. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the you know global canon. Global of film. is probably yeah. Uh, so anyway, I just think it was a really 
cool and it was really uh, a great ending yeah uh i was kind of shook at the end of it i did not expect to be shook especially considering that i had seen that line yeah in the trailer it should have been spoiled for me i should have just been like oh okay well there there's a line but then when the music hit we we you know they disappear into the night i mean it's just it's great good stuff good job bill bixby good job r.i.p bill bixby that was the last time we would see him as the as david banner and um very effective yeah and the last time we'd see yasmin because as we said we don't know necessarily if it was as intended as a spinoff uh fodder i'm gonna say that she probably out of the three of them would have maybe made the most compelling show mm-hmm. i think just because again it did exist it was called alias and it was yeah. very successful ahead of its time yeah for sure i think that she was probably the most compelling of those three actors i think she you know, I'm I'm creating a narrative here, but I would have to guess that she was probably a model that was plucked and chosen for this role who hadn't done a ton of acting, which is why when she has to look incredible, she looks incredible. And when she has to act a little bit, it's a little bit rougher. Hmm. Um, but I think with a little bit more time and uh, care and, you know, training, I think that she could have really killed it and been yeah. an interesting, uh, a cool show. Yeah, it would have been a cool show. I mean, it, it's it's interesting because she's the least superhero-y. I mean, Black Widow is a you know is a spy. Yeah, and, and um, uh, Daredevil had other stuff going on, but this one was a more grounded, I would say, than even uh, Trial of the Incredible Hulk because yeah. of that flying rowboat <laughs> at the yep. end. But um, yeah, it's interesting to think of like what could have been or what was intended and what obviously none of those things went, but. It's interesting to think about the sort of universe they were trying to create at the time, the shared universe that they were trying to create. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, were you satisfied uh, watching it just now? Are you satisfied with the ending of the Incredible Hulk trilogy? Of yeah, TV I think movies? it's. I, I think it's a great end of the trilogy. The movie itself is a great end of the trilogy, but the ending, the final ending, is a great ending to the entire series that began in the seventies that lasted until then. I mean, he's always been looking for a cure. He's always wanted to be free. And then he finally is. And that's yeah. really the only way. I mean, I mean, you know, certainly from a um, uh, from a narrative or, or from a dramatic standpoint, that's the that's the best ending I can think yep. of. Yep. You know, the most complete and compelling ending for that character who's been so we talk about the gravitas that Bill Bixby has and that character has over all these years of living with this burden. He finally doesn't have it anymore. But he didn't kill himself. Like he didn't do something that was like he recognized this is my way out. Yeah. I don't have to do this anymore. Yeah. And he felt... And he seemed okay with it. He seemed okay with it. And I think because Yasmin was there, where he felt like, I did have... I did, in the end, I did find you. We had our beautiful moment. And it's time for me to go, you know? Yeah. Well, you sound like you were satisfied. I certainly was satisfied with that ending. What about you, folks? Folks at home listening, were you satisfied with the ending of the Incredible Hulk TV movies? I hope you've all watched them with us. Because they really are a good damn time. Absolutely. You know what will be a good damn time is the next episode of the Here's Why It's Great podcast. We've got a few more left in the tank for you. So we'll be back next month with, this is going to be my first choice of this run that we're doing. Where we're going to bounce back and forth between my choice and Seb's choice. These three were obviously all Seb. Yes. And I have a real good one for us coming up next month. It's back into the theme park space. Just oh. a little teaser. It's oh. another ride. Oh. So something we haven't done in a while since I think like our second or third episode when we did the Storyland, Storybook Land Canal Boats. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm excited. Yeah, we're going to be doing a ride. It's going to be, it's a, it's a classic. 
I don't I don't know what it is, so I'm very excited. Oh, well, I'll tell it. you off off uh, podcast so you can start to look into it a little bit. But just get excited, folks, because it is more of our bullshit coming your <laughs> way, more opinions and more telling you why the things that you hate are actually great, much like the Hulk series. Really, really, really fun watching these with you. Thanks for introducing these to me, oh, and absolutely. I'm I'm so happy that you chose these, and I'm so glad that we get to talk about them and that we get to share our opinions with uh, the great listeners of this podcast. Thank you for listening, and uh, if you'll tune back in next month for more Here's Why It's Great, we will take what you hate and tell you why it's great. And until then, Yasmin, we are free. Yeah.